Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the special 20th episode edition. Woohoo! Ooh, so loud. <laughs> um, it's exciting. You're here with the introverts extrovert. I'm talking to people so you don't have to. And we have a special episode tonight. My guest today is the one, the only, Jeremy Spittle. Yeah, she's talking to me so you guys don't have to. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Uh, husband, father, sound engineer, producer, and so much more. Yeah. Uh, major hunk. Yeah. I forgot that. Yes. Yeah. Welcome, Jeremy. Thank you. I'm I'm so happy to be here <laughs> on this side of the computer. Yes. On Thanks. this side of the microphone. Thanks for coming out from behind the desk. I don't normally use this microphone. No. So it's, um, it's a change for me. Feels it's good. nice. I kind of like it. Well, we are going to do a special episode tonight, or today, I should say. We're doing a special episode with a little reflection. We're 20 episodes in, and we figured, hey, why not do one of you and I reflecting on this last, you know, six months or so, this non-bachelor version of a journey. Right. Our previous 19 episodes. Let's let's reflect and we had this planned out way in advance. Totally. Um, it's not a last second thing at all. This is definitely not a last minute decision no. based on a computer crashing and not having this, the files backed up. No, it has nothing to do with a computer crashing. It we, has nothing to do with losing the files <laughs> that we had. This had everything to do with, oh my gosh, it's the 20th episode. We should do a reflection episode. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so, I don't I don't really think uh, we we would have done it for any other reason. I think it, it's all about... Just the twentieth episode, the twentieth, being yeah. so special. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that sounds because it is special, believable. Yeah, twenty I, episodes. I think everyone's believing that. Yeah. Well, I thought we could reflect on what we've learned yeah. in the podcast. So it's been six months, about right. Uh, we started July, give or take. Twenty six weeks, twenty six episodes would be six months. So we're almost there. Yeah, we're um, a month and a half away, which would be four and a half months in. So, and that's just recording. That's true. So it was about a, probably a month and yeah. a half. So, so it has been about six months since we even just picked up the idea of the venture. Yeah. To so get into podcasting. So to give everyone a background, I guess we could do that because give you kind of a background. So Jeremy, he has about an hour to to work commute, so about two hours each day on the road, hour there, hour back, of course. And he started listening to podcasts, and so. Yeah, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Yes, that's what sparked Team it. Team Coco. Team, love, we are definitely Coco. Team Coco. Mm -hmm. Another favorite what is Revisionist History with Mal Malcolm Gladwell. Yep. A great listen if you love podcasts. Yep, I just finished his book, Talking to Strangers, yeah. another good one. So what had happened is, and I think we shared this with Amy. I'm not sure if it made the podcast. I think it did, though. We talked about that you were listening to podcasts. I really wasn't, but I started listening to them, the same episodes you listened to. You would tell me what you were listening to on the way to work, and then when I would walk, I would try to listen to it, and then that way we could chat and then about we could it. talk about it later. Yeah, yeah. if it sparked conversation. Yeah, right. And so, which Malcolm Gladwell always sparked conversation. Yeah, his stuff is always really good. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to call it controversial, but it makes you think. 
Yeah. And when you start to think, you want to talk about your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Well, because he reexamines things that happen yeah. from different angles. So it's definitely good conversation starters. So right. I was, you know, taking the Be the Change class that I've mm -hmm. mentioned. I was trying to figure out what to do, as I always call it, the creative energy. And so I couldn't put my finger on, you know, what I should be doing with that creative energy. And so I went up to New Jersey on a road trip. So I was six hours in the car each way. And I listened to tons of episodes of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And as I'm listening and just enjoying their conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, it's like my favorite thing to do is sit around and talk to people and hear stuff from them. I was like, I could start a podcast. Yeah. And Conan talks about that all the time on his podcast about how it's not even work to him. Yeah. He enjoys just sitting down and talking to people. So mm -hmm. it's not even work. Yep. And I didn't start it even because of any type of work. It was that... I've said for years that I have great conversations with people, you know, with whether it's my job with networking and meeting people and whatnot, but I just love talking to people and connecting. And I've always felt like if you either don't enjoy talking to people, even if people don't enjoy, this is, I think, where the introverts extrovert comes in, even if you don't enjoy talking to people like physically exerting the energy and believe me, I get tired of hearing not only from myself, but people too. But at the end of the day, we all want to connect with people. Definitely. And so I thought, I have this great ability, whether that's because of my jobs that I've had over the years, whether it's my personality, whether it's everything. But I feel like I have this great... Talent. I would talent. call it a talent. Well, thanks. Talent. To connect with people. And I thought, man, I want to share that with people. But I didn't know how to do that. And this just felt like the next way to do that. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of uh, job opportunities out there for talker... <laughs> friend. <laughs> That's why I said, if I'm I saying with air paid. quotations on yeah. podcasts, if I could like get everybody paid, can see me. I'm a good friend. How can yeah. I do that? Uh, visitor. How could I make doing nothing, sitting around and talking to people work right. for me? Right. So and, uh, honestly, that's not the ideal job for a lot of people. Yeah. The introverts of the world. That's why us extroverts got to stand in the gap for those introverts. That's right. I'm here for you. Which is kind of the origin of the introverts, yeah. extrovert tagline there. Yep. So we jumped on it and you were supportive of it and started researching it. And so I was starting to run with it and start to talk to people. I met some uh, Franny Robin is one local awesome woman, uh, the Be Bold and Courageous podcast. I met her the day after I decided I need to do a podcast and you were on board and I met her. And so that kind of helped get the ball rolling but I was getting very overwhelmed and bogged down with the details, the technical side of it. And that's when I said, hey, if I'm going to do this, I need us to do this together because I need you to take over the technical side. Yeah, and which is right in my wheelhouse. Yes. Yeah. And I think you found yourself pleasantly surprised. Would you agree? Well, uh, I mean, it was it was one of those things where I was intrigued Mm -hmm. I didn't have the first clue about what to do with podcasts. I mean, it's one of those things that's out there and you know people do it mm -hmm. and you know there's a way to do it. But how is – that's not something you, you grow up learning from your dad, mm -hmm. building houses or putting a car together. Which know? are things you learn to do. Yes, from my father and my grandfather. Yes. So – Thankfully, with the internet now, there's tons of resources where you can look into starting a podcast. So we jumped into, you know, finding out we, we got the equipment and then started looking at the content format side of the show. And Matt, as I mentioned in his episode, was a big help with grilling me all the questions that I appreciated that made me go home and write an outline and actually do it. 
So another thing we've learned, I would say, as a couple, <laughs> another thing I would say we've learned as a couple is me trusting your ideas. Um, because before, so now everyone, all we have around us is like breweries, wineries, and now breweries. And the next thing is distilleries is going to be coming. And I remember when you wanted to start a brewery like 10 years ago or something. This is before even, uh, old Busthead yes, came into town. Yeah. Into our local town for all the non-local listeners. There's a brewery, you know, five minutes from us. So before that came here. Most people have a brewery within five minutes of them now. Yes, that's true, actually. Um, you said, like, I want to do this. And I remember saying, like, how would you make any money? Blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm thinking I'm being supportive because I'm devil's advocate or strategically going through. But obviously, I didn't believe in it. And not, you know, a year or two later, Old Busthead opens. And not only does Old Busthead open, tons of breweries within we have within probably a few miles of us we have a ton yeah so. started the the micro brew phase mm -hmm. that wave yep so i learned from that like crap whoops sorry hun yeah uh, would have failed well it wasn't the right move for us so i don't think i don't feel bad that i squashed your dream with that but it showed that it wasn't a bad idea it maybe wasn't the right idea for you or for us, but it made me not want to squash your ideas. That was a really big lesson for me. Which is why I think you were so on board, despite your fear of birds, mm -hmm. getting emus Yes. on our yeah. property here. Yeah, I definitely did not. I, as an individual, did not want emus. I don't even like little birds. And, and yet... I don't think that's something a lot of people know about us, that we no. were going to get emus and yep. raise them on the on the property here. We were going to be emu farmers. We were going to be emu farmers. And praise the Lord, you saw me with the emus when we went down to Nashville, Tennessee. And the Lord spoke to you and said, this is not meant to be. Yeah, no, it was... Um... It was a, I mean, it wasn't an eye-opening experience. I know you were had a had an aversion to birds, right? Mm -hmm. But realizing that basically I would be emu farming on my own. Yeah. Oh, I was emotionally on board. I told you from the beginning. I'm like 110 percent emotionally supportive on board. Are you proud of me though that I was on board with you though? Yeah, totally. Like no, I, I, I thought you. I think it was great. That's the the whole reason I brought it up was because <laughs> it was great you. that you were on board with it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, not a good fit for us, Our family, for you and I. And that's actually a good example of um, it, it kind of it's hard. That goes back to putting your trust in someone. So, you know, I kind of use the brewery, you know, mo like most things in my life, I use it as a joke, but then it becomes serious so that it's I kind of learned through that, that I really didn't like that feeling of squishing your dream. And so I don't want to be negative. But of course, I want to be practical and I think that's where I've seen that I can put my trust in you because if it's not a good fit for us, we won't proceed with it. So like the emu was like, hey, if we can make this work, I'm on board. And so I'm sure I probably was a little nervous, like, oh, my gosh, are we really going to do this? But it eventually. It's a two-way street, too. Yeah. If you think about it with the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Where you came to me with an idea that you wanted to, to do a podcast mm -hmm. and I didn't squash that idea. I didn't poo-poo it. Thanks, man. 
Get it? So uh, you came to me with an idea, and I said, I think that's amazing. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be like the perfect fit mm-hmm. that that you and I can can do this together. The brewery, maybe not. I don't, I don't know if that would have worked out to be something we did together. Mm-hmm. The emus, definitely not. <laughs> no. But this, definitely, this is the one that's that has stuck. Yeah. And, and I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's great. Me too. High five. All right. What have you learned individually since starting the podcast? Well, I think the the main thing is I've learned how to I've learned how to use Audacity. That's the software we use. We, I say we, but I use to, <laughs> Jeremy to, edit, uses. to edit the set, to record and edit and convert and create a file to upload. So that that's kind of a big learning curve is is getting into Audacity and, and figuring out all that that software stuff. And then also dealing with the online stuff, Transistor.fm, who hosts our podcast. For now, yeah. Yeah, for now. I don't know. I'm just saying, uh, like, this might be around forever. We might eventually change. We might eventually true. use that's other true. softwares. I'm just... But Transistor fit our needs the most, so that's why we went with them. Mm-hmm. And you you did all the research on that, I remember. I don't know if I picked the right one, but so far, Transistor, you've been good to us. So. Seems fine. It was a joint decision mm-hmm. we made. Mm-hmm. I've also learned that you really should back up the important files that you have, especially with like a, a – even if it's just a hobby – like podcasting is for us right now, mm-hmm. or a business like podcasting may become for us in the future, mm-hmm. you really should back up those files mm-hmm. to the cloud or to an external hard drive. Mm-hmm. Which is arriving tomorrow. It is just in time. <laughs> but I, I think aside from the technical stuff, it's kind of opened a whole new world of technical expertise for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to be technical. I like to do the technical type of things. So this is really, it's been really fun to learn. Would you say you've been pleasantly surprised? Yeah. Yeah, I would say I've been pleasantly surprised. So learning the technical stuff, but also realizing that I'm not illiterate in technical, like when it comes to zeros and ones and digital media and Mm -hmm. and things like that even i got back on facebook Mm -hmm. right and we've done some facebook lives i'm still not sure yeah what all that is about but yeah work in progress myself included right and so that there's still some things to learn especially from the social media side of things hashtags and all that sort of stuff yeah i mean there's there's a reason celebrities and big companies hire social media experts. Small companies hire social media experts for right. that reason. It's it's a little overwhelming. Yeah, it's very overwhelming. And it can totally be a full-time job. For sure. I hope it's never mine. Do we want to go into as a couple? Do you want to ask me what I've learned individually? No, or is this I don't. just going to be about you? It's just about me, honey. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. This podcast is flushing it out with Samantha Spittle, but I am your guest today. It's true. So so enough about me. Let's talk about you. What have you learned? I always like to turn the questions around in our relationship when you ask me. I'm like, uh, I don't know. What about you? You did a good job answering those questions. Yeah. So seriously, though, what about you? Well, I've learned I definitely like it. I like the connecting with people both. Through the actual, you know, recording of podcasts, I love sitting down and talking to people, but I also love the conversations 
before getting to know people, you know, like to kind of connect with them and almost to have a reason to connect more and to have a space to dig into conversations more. And I had a fear before of, oh, I want to record these conversations. Like I think maybe I felt like I was being, why would people even want to listen, you know? And so, but then when people drop wisdom and life lessons and things like that, like I always say, I like gleaning wisdom from others. I like having conversations where people, it's like thought provoking. I I joke a lot, you know, about free therapy and things like that. But that's really, for me, honestly, what it is, is I feel better as a person, as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a daughter, when I'm in community with people and when they're sharing their life with me, because then I learn from them and I can be there, you know, it's not just about me, I can be there for them and and other things like that. But I just feel like, I don't know, it just, for me, it just is such a huge part of my life connecting with people. And so to be able to share that with people that people can hopefully get something from it. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't know what the long-term goal is for myself, us, the podcast. That's kind of hard for me to forecast, but it's exciting for me to be able to do something, as I always say, with this creative energy. I, th- I think what I've found that you are are good at with the podcast is that everybody has a different story to tell. Mm-hmm. And everybody has different life experiences that give them different perspectives on different things. And it's very interesting, at least for me, and I think for a lot of the listeners, to hear those stories and to hear those perspectives and to get that knowledge and that wisdom that comes from somebody else's experiences and different things. Mm -hmm. And you have the ability to have those conversations and pull that information out. Mm Mm-hmm. And now we just get to record it and let everybody, yeah, let everybody in on the little secret. Yeah, and the other secret is I think that almost everyone who records a podcast has a vulnerability hangover afterwards, which is when you know, which may be the whole cause of our computer hard drive exactly. crashing. Exactly. Yeah, you know who you are who said a prayer to re-record your episode, mm-hmm. and here we are. Having to re-record it. Mm-hmm. So Brene Brown talks. I'll call, about, I'll call you back. Don't worry, I'll call you <laughs> um, back. Brene Brown talks about the vulnerability hangover that you have after you share something personal, and I think that when we get into certain conversations, myself included, I did a presentation where I, for business stuff, but I, I kind of tied it into a little bit of my story I was going to tell just to kind of practice, and I definitely felt that vulnerability hangover afterwards of like oversharing personal stuff so yeah but i mean what's the purpose of the vulnerability hangover is it worry like did i say something stupid oh it's yeah i think it goes back to shame you know feeling shame for for sharing but we really shouldn't feel well that's the whole point of the that's the whole point of the podcast exactly yeah Yeah. but it just because it's the point doesn't mean that we're immune from doing it oh totally yeah 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 So um, individually, I think another thing that actually reminds me of another thing I feel like I've learned. I've learned the importance and the trust that people put in me and you, so uh, and us, you know, individually and collectively to share their stories because people do share personal stuff. I mean, some podcasts are more business informal, some are more personal, and they are trusting us to put out something that reflects who they are. 
And I can understand how journalists have a hard time with TV interviews and things like that, kind of pulling quotes and things like that. So I think that uh, I can speak for myself. I am, and I believe you are too, sensitive to how it comes out because we want it to be true to the conversation we had. Yeah, definitely. But I felt the way – I didn't think about that before we started recording. And it was after we started recording that I felt kind of the weight of that responsibility and appreciating that people trust us with their stories, whether personal or professional, for us to put out. And I really – that means a lot to me and I do uh, carry that. Yeah. And even with with editing, it's what do I leave in and what can I, what do I cut out? What can I cut out? And a lot of times there's really good stuff that doesn't make it into an episode. That we could use for bonus material, but eh, we can't so anymore. anymore. <laughs> but then there's Fingers also crossed, maybe we can. There's also the, the oversharing moments where that that's maybe too personal. That maybe is not something they really want to share. And mm-hmm. sometimes we'll ask them. Mm-hmm. We'll ask the, the guest. You know, is this something we can share? Because sometimes it's a really good moment, a really good nugget. For sure. What would you say we've learned as a couple? There's a few things that we've learned as a couple, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And then we'll get your take in a minute. All right. 60 seconds on the clock. Go. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, geez. Uh, (laughs) So uh, there's a few things, I think, as a couple – We've learned, obviously, how to communicate better because I think we mentioned it in Amy's podcast. We talk about couples that listen to the podcast and have a conversation about what was talked about. And while couples can listen to the Flushing It Out podcast and have a conversation about it, we also we live the podcast mm-hmm. so we get to, we get to have the conversations just well before the episode even goes out but it is nice to have those conversations it's good practice i think for us as a couple for us as you know for a marriage even to have conversations like that even if they're not a conversation where we both agree on something maybe mm-hmm. we don't agree on something but i always i always agree with you honey but i think those are good conversations to have because in the end, it's just giving us practice to converse about what it's going to be like when our kids are teenagers or... Empty nesters. Know, right. Exactly. Retirees. Right. If we're not talking to each other now, how are we going to talk to each other in the future mm-hmm. when uh, it's just the two of us? Mm-hmm. We can make we it if we try. try. Just, just the two, two of us. us. You and I. Yeah. Do you feel like your patience has grown as far as conversations with me because you're seeing me have so many conversations with people? I don't know if my patience has grown with you as far as our conversations go because I see you conversing with other people, but I think it's because we have more conversations. My theory on that was you see me ask questions to people. So I'm wondering, are you less defensive when I ask you questions? Sometimes. I think sometimes my mind goes to, oh, this is podcast Samantha. <laughs> and I'm going to have to just listen to these questions and answer. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm being interviewed now. Oh, that's funny. That's like our friend's dad. <laughs> like, this isn't a courtroom. Don't lawyer me. Don't talk to me right. like Don't podcast me, Samantha. Don't podcast me. Don't podcast me. I wonder if it's like that with Oprah, too, and Ellen with their... I wouldn't be surprised. With their partners. Yeah. Don't talk show host me. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm not on your talk show. I'm not on your couch. But therapists probably, that happens to them too. That's but true. teacher, I mean, everyone, yeah. you know. Don't teach me. Yeah. Don't act like I'm in a meeting with TPS reports. So I would say definitely communication yes. for sure. And I think that we've had more, not only more communication because it's easy to say, oh, we talk more. But I think we've had more deep, like honest conversation. Definitely. And I appreciate that. Yeah. Life is uh, complicated and it's nice to be able to have somebody to navigate those waters with. So – I agree. And one big question that keeps coming back is how to promote the podcast, how to, Mm -hmm. you know, who are we targeting it for? Because I used to always say like, oh, I want women to feel connected and seen and see others. But I kind of wanted to drop the women's side because I just feel like I love connecting with everybody. But what I'm finding is I think it's definitely like geared towards women. You've had a, you know, someone say to you like, oh, it's, you know. Too, too much focus towards women, and I think that that's true. I think that there's definitely a, f- a female slant as far as targeting, yeah. but I like the whole idea of couples. I've, I've joked with people that this is the podcast you can listen to, and your spouse, husband, or it doesn't, you know, whatever, whoever your, your significant other is, if they're not into it, it's hopefully – something that they can stand and then it allows it to create conversations and connections between the two of you um, if that's a need in your life. And if not, hopefully it sparks stuff inside of you to to spark connections with other people in your life. So it might not be related to a significant other, but whether it's friends, family members, things like that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a, a podcast about entrepreneurship it's not a podcast about just straight up interview questions. Health and wellness. Yeah, it's not a podcast about that. Parenting. It's, yeah, it's it's a podcast just about real life. What are some of our most favorite things from the last twenty episodes? <laughs> <laughs> the the pump up music. The DJ Airhorn. Yeah. Um. So what is a favorite moment? Because I recently met a friend of one of the guests. So she had listened to the guests' episodes. And, you know, when she met me, she was like, oh, you're the one that pooped your pants. And I was like, yes, that is me. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Just washed my hands. (laughs) It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I knew when I started this and when Rebecca was asking me about it and I was telling the story, it's like, I've told it so many times. It's on YouTube now. So I know that this is like, I'm okay with it because it's part of the journey and the sharing and wanting people not to feel shame and all that about the bigger things. I'm okay with the mission. I'm okay with the purpose, but nothing, you know, it humbles you when someone, the first thing, when someone meets you, like, you know, that that is their first impression of you. So that's really, um, it's humbling and also makes you question your life choices. So I wouldn't say that's their first impression of you, though. That's what they remember. They've obviously listened to the podcast and maybe have listened beyond the first episode. <laughs> so, you know, maybe first impression based on first episode. Sure. Yeah. As I that, say, that's if, possible. If it's my lot in life, like, so be it. If people are able to find connection, feel seen, seen see others, thanks to me sharing that I shit my pants, like, you're welcome. Thank you. I didn't choose my lot in life, but here we are. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for still loving me, not only loving me, but finding me attractive after that. Hot. And sharing it publicly. (laughs) Appreciate it. 
appreciate it. Yeah, true. All right. What's another favorite for you? I really enjoyed. So Matt came in, as I mentioned. Bob. Matt came in and recorded with us for a while. And he had some really good stories about his previous life as a lawyer. And uh, the one that I always smile when I think about is the Bob story. When the the guy is trying to charge 26 hours on his timesheet for a day. And his secretary, yelling down the hall, says, Bob! Bob! You've got 26 hours on your timesheet! There's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah, that's actually one of my favorites. I love Bob. And of course... We quote that. We do quote that all the time. We quote that with each other. uh, And we probably quote it with people that don't listen to the podcast. You know what I've realized? That are are just lost. Yeah, exactly. So what I've realized, because I notice it when we are hanging out with our friends that we hang out with socially a lot. If someone new comes to the group, that's when I am reminded how many, I guess you could call them, quote, inside jokes we have. And the definition of an inside joke being a joke shared by those in, in a certain party. But where inside jokes when in, I don't know, can be off-putting or make people feel left out, I always want to – I always explain every – I try to. Of course, I don't do this all the time, I'm sure. But I try to always explain the meaning behind every joke because they're not said to, you know, exclude people. I think it's just because, unfortunately, you, me, and a few of our other friends just do not let things go. No, yeah. We'll, Probably we'll to a, a fault. Yeah. yeah, definitely to a fault. I know that that's definitely true. It's definitely But it's always to fun fault, to, to loop new people, new friends in. And then when the, they start the using old, the joke. Yeah, right. And so I feel like the Bob story mm-hmm. is one of those that mm-hmm. was Matt's memory that he probably shared with friends. Now we're in on it. So we use it. And then... Like my dream is that if other people can listen to his episode and find the humor in it and then they're telling their own, I don't know. So your dream is to be walking down the street one day and hear some stranger saying to their friend, Bob. I guess. And then you'll know you've made it. I don't, I guess, yes. But now that I'm hearing you say it, I'm like, but I never want to make fun of other people. Like for my, that's why I like self-deprecating, self-deprecating That's a really fun thing like it's it's like an snl skit i hope so because like i said i don't want i don't want to make others feel better by putting others down that's kind of a struggle like with humor that i never want it to go in that direction which is why i would rather like self-deprecating humor in my mind bob is a fictional character sure it's based on a true story but bob isn't even the the real name of the person yeah and it's so outlandish, outlandish, cartoonish. It's um, it's yeah. one of those things where it's it's a fictional character that's like an SNL skit. It brings up a good point, though. Like you know, it's a good thing for me to think about. What twenty six hours in a no. day? No, <laughs> no. Like just if that's okay, you know. Oh, that's true. But this is also probably the people pleaser in me. So I don't know. There's a whole bag of issues we could unpack. So, um, yeah, and definitely Amy's treadmill story. That's yours. (laughs) I mean, it's just, it just happened two weeks ago, but I can't get over it. It's so great. But just, I loved Amy's insight and then just, of course, the story. And so that's another one where we now reference that a lot. Yeah. And the way she told it. The way yeah. she told it while we were recording. And I, I feel like that came across yeah. in the podcast. I which wish is, we had it on video, though. That yeah, that so would have been great. great. Oh, my gosh. So great. 
if, if you haven't listened to the episode yet, go back and listen to it because I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. So spoiler alert here. What? No. Yeah. What are you going to say? Turn this off. Go back and listen to the previous episode. And they're gonna, No, we only have a few minutes left of this episode. They're not going to want to have to come back. They need to finish this episode. All right, fine. No spoilers. Just no go spoilers. listen to it. Just it's a great story. It. Trust us. It's a great story with a great ending that you it, – it's just one of those things you, you would – you will never see it coming. So one of my favorite things she said in that episode, though, as we kind of wrap this up, is she said, everyone needs to prepare to be on – your podcast, even if they're not going to be on because, you know, you're fleshing out your life. And I loved that she said that. It was like, thank you for helping me find the words. And so Amy talked about going to her room and spending time reflecting on stories from her life and kind of pulling out some meanings from that. And so one thing that I want us to work on is kind of um, something for the listeners. So whether they're listeners that are going to end up coming on the podcast or just kind of want to flesh out their own life, kind of going through a series of questions or something to help kind of flesh out some stories. Because one thing I've realized that I love is storytelling. I love, you know, I always joke like I love digging down deep in my life and finding a story and kind of making sense of it in some way. So usually by making sense, that means turning it into some sort of life lesson, some sort of motivational, things like that. An aha moment. An aha moment. And that's something, though, that everyone can do, even if you don't feel like you're creative. And so I think that listening to people share their stories, that can motivate you. And talking things through. And Amy did a great job of kind of doing the homework on her own by thinking, okay, what are stories that are coming up in my mind? And she just, and I talked to Gretchen Kelsey about this too. She called uh, free, free thoughts, free flow thoughts. And so she talked about, you know, just kind of writing thoughts you're having. And she said, you can even start at like, I'm writing, I'm just writing right now. But you kind of just keep going through until one thing leads to another. And it's almost like you're getting the puzzle pieces, you're finding the different puzzle pieces inside of you. And then you look at them and you can figure out what kind of picture you're yeah. putting together. And then on the podcast, yeah. And then we can like, even if you don't even know, I mean, I, you don't, I don't want to do like real therapy. You know, I just want to do the free level of therapy, the friendship level of therapy. The appropriate level for the our expertise. Yes, which is none. That's right. Um, other than friendship. <laughs> but yeah, then to kind of, you know, kind of just talk about it because I, once again, I think that people can glean wisdom from, you know, professional wisdom, but also personal wisdom, mm -hmm. life experience. Yeah. So um, that is kind of goes back to the future, the future of the podcast of kind of diving more into that to not only be a place for people to come to connect with people through listening to stories, but hopefully by sharing and maybe doing more connection in their own life through um, something we can kind of help people flush out. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the future. I think this is the, the podcast is going places and awesome. I'm really proud of it. Thank you. I'm proud of what we've done. Yeah. I appreciate the um, support, the encouragement, the kind words. There's a learning curve. There's a learning curve here. We're in the process of the learning curve. I mean, as we're recording this, my mind's already thinking through, is anyone going to want to listen to this? What is a value? Is this have content? I'm thinking the same thing. So I'm excited to see what the future holds. And I'm glad we are doing this, doing it together. And um, yeah. I'm excited to uh, keep flushing it out with our guests. Me too. And with each other. Yep. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. No.
thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank no, you. No, thank you. No, I said no, good day. You. Good day, sir. I said good day. <laughs> and that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, MM Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.